0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. If God did the miracle and kept his word in scripture, he will do it for you today and now. Scripture says in Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus the same yesterday. Someone say yesterday. Someone say today. And someone say forever. Aren't you glad? Can you imagine you went to pray, and you've been struggling? God's like, nope, I changed my mind about you. Mm -mm, I ain't gonna keep my promise. No, that's not how he rolls. James chapter one says that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of Lights. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of Lights. God is of light. God is light, and him is no darkness. The one it says in James one again, same reference, who changes not. It doesn't change. He gave his word. He's going to do it. Now, you know what changes? God's methods change, right? But he's still the same God. He said in the Old Testament, I don't change, but he says, I believe it's in Isaiah, he says, I will do a new thing. So he's going to do a new thing in your life. Listen to the word. Get excited for the next season, the next moment. What's going to happen tomorrow? I don't know. You may pay something off. God may restore a relationship in your life. Who knows? But tonight, tune into the word because God is faithful and he's good. Let's continue in Acts chapter 2, if you would. Open your Bibles if you have a hard copy. How many of you remember hard copies? Praise God. Man, anymore, I, I still love books, but anymore, I when I get books and stuff, I, I get them on my Kindle. So I can lay in bed at night in the dark next to my wife, and get whichever book is in next or whatever, and I just, I love it. I read my Bible on my Kindle, but there's nothing like the smell of a book and the feel of a hard copy book. Acts chapter 2. So before I read this verse, you can look at it right there on your screen. Pentecost, according to the Jewish calendar, is called Shavuot. And all, it, it just means basically Pentecost. Penta, remember five, like a pentagon or pentagram? meaning 50 days after Passover. It was a special feast in the Hebrew calendar. Well, this is powerful because God sets up rules, regulations, covenants. He even set up some traditions in the Old Testament, and then he does stuff through the framework of those commandments. Okay? So this is powerful because you're going to see what happens here. Acts 2, verse 1. On the day of Pentecost. Someone say Pentecost. Pentecost. You've heard of the denomination Pentecostal? They just mean that they believe in the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues and operating in the gifts of the Spirit. They're referring to the day when the Holy Spirit was first given to us. Remember, the Father sent the Son, right? The Son said, I'm going to send you another comforter. Does everybody remember that? He said, I'm going to send you a comforter who is a counselor, who is the advocate, who is the teacher, who is, in the Greek, it is uh, parakletos, which means the paraclete. It means it's the one who stands back to back with you. You know in like these Roman movies and these soldier movies where two warriors stand back to back so they can fight off the enemy? Well, he says, I've got your back. So the paraclete stands with his back to yours. He is your helper. He's still God, but he teaches. Scripture says, Jesus said, I will send you the comforter who will guide you into all truth. Someone say truth. So this is important here, okay? On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Someone say the believers. One translation says, the one we grew up on says they were all in one accord. It doesn't mean that the early church uh, preferred Hondas, okay? It doesn't. That's an old church joke. That It doesn't, because you couldn't fit 120 people in one Honda anyway. They were all together. One accord means we're all on the same page. In Spanish, the word is acuerdo. Estamos de acuerdo. Accord means we are all on the same page. We may not agree about certain things, but there's certain things we agree about. Someone say amen. Tonight we agree on Jesus, don't we? We agree on the truth and veracity of God's word, so we're here in one accord, in one place. It says all the believers were meeting together in one place, one accord powerful verse two suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm scripture says in the king james i believe the rushing of a mighty wind so there's a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm i speak to you tonight under the anointing of the holy spirit that these times are coming again america has fought through stages of unbelief even believers You know, believers believe, man, God can save me, but then they'll look through the scriptures and go, I don't believe in this, I don't believe in that, I don't believe in this. I'm thinking, brother, sister, if you can believe that God can save yourself, right? I've looked in the mirror and said, wow, God saved me from my sins. If he can do that, he can do anything. Are you all with me? Get ready for stuff like this once again. It's happened in other countries. It still is. People hearing wind. This has happened in Indonesia back in the day, in the 20th century even. People would see buildings that looked like they were on fire, and they would send fire trucks. Did you know that happened at Azusa Street in California? In the early 1900s, y'all ever heard those stories? The firemen would show up because the people were praying in the Holy Spirit, and God's Spirit was falling to where the building to onlookers looked like the buildings were on fire. It's coming again. Someone say one more time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we used to sing a song that said, he'll do it again. So it came like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Someone say, filled the house. I believe that's a double meaning right there. Because when you accept Jesus, he fills your house, doesn't he? And he does it again and again. Someone said years ago, yeah, but when you've got to work out in the world or you're around unbelievers... Someone, I don't know if I agree with the terminology exactly, and it's not a perfect analogy, but they say, man, it feels like it leaks. (laughs) You get around weird stuff and you start struggling. You know how it is, right? Or you feel funky. You've been around people talking with dirty language or something. Even if you weren't laughing at the jokes or you weren't acting up with them, you're like, no, Lord, feel me again. Man, when I'm in my quiet time, it's not very quiet sometimes, and I just say, God, feel me again. Feel me again. Be with me. Let me feel your presence again. I know you're here, but I need to... See you move in my life. I need to see you move in my relationships. I need to see you move in my heart. I need to see you move in my mind, my will, and my emotions. This is powerful. So it filled the house where they were sitting. Verse 3 Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire. A tongue of fire is just, I would imagine, just one flame. Tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. If you ever see the paintings, you know, an artist's rendition of this situation when the Holy Spirit fell. There's believers praying, and they got flames above their head. Pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Can't burn my hair off anyway. Praise God. Just making sure awake. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. What's next? And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages. Other translations say tongues. Someone say tongues. So a language or tongue. Now, this is a unique time here as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Now, I've seen this in my life. I I, myself, I pray in a heavenly language. All right. When I'm alone, you may not always hear me, but I pray in the spirit. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit when I was 13. 13? Yes, 13. Summer after my seventh grade year. Some were baptized in the Holy Spirit younger. Some got saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit all at once and delivered. Brother Tony, that's right. It's part of your testimony. It happened at the same time there, just about. With all within, was it all at once or within a few days? few days, man. Back to, back to Acts chapter 2. Praise God for that. But here's an example. I remember in the late 80s, the Spirit of God was falling on our church. And people were getting baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. You say, man, I don't believe that. Get your Bible and throw it away. Okay, no, y'all aren't going to do that. So I'm just, I'm just making sure you're there. You say, what? No, I'm, I mean, many of us, we just tell the Lord all the time. One of my favorite verses, right? Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I believe, but do it now. Do it again. Some people say, man, Thomas was the disciple who doubted. Okay, but the other side of it was Thomas was saying from his human standpoint, no, y'all don't understand me. I want to see it for myself. Jesus dealt with him and said, blessed are those who believe without seeing. But at the same time, Thomas said, yeah, I may be struggling with some doubt, but I need to experience it, God. I want you to show up for me too. Are y'all with me? We give Thomas a bad rap sometimes. See, man he was a doubter yeah he had his time we've all been there but man he he lived around jesus and got to see things and said lord let me see it for myself okay well in the late 80s once again the spirit of god was falling on our church we were a few blocks from here old army barracks used to be our church on 317 south dalmont and uh the Spirit of God began falling, and we had a guy who had gone as an exchange student to France, okay? His name was David. He's a man of God. He's a pastor now in Clovis. And he came from dad's ministry there, mom and dad's ministry on 317 South Del- Delmont, the early parts of this church before this building and this ministry was founded. But he'd come from France, so guess what? He studied French, and he was a fluent French speaker at that time. He's a Hispanic guy. He came back from France speaking In Spanish, in the late 80s. I'm sorry, in French. He already spoke some Spanish. He came back speaking French. Well, it was crazy because God was getting his attention. So guess what? One night on a Wednesday night, God was speaking and Dad felt led. He said, man, everybody, let's get on our knees. Let's just turn this into a prayer room. So we started praying and Dad was on the altar. I remember it, but I, I wouldn't have understood what he was saying. I just thought he was speaking in tongues, right? Usually as a heavenly language, you don't understand it, huh? because you're speaking to God. But God does manifestations like we're about to read, so I'm giving you this example. Modern times, late 80s. I was there. This guy s- tells dad after the service he said, "Pastor, I know you don't speak French, right?" Dad's like, "No." I, dad, dad was joking because he was picking up Spanish real well at that time. He said, "Brother, I'm 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 working through English and Spanish right now." Right? Well, he said, Pastor, I kid you not, you were saying several phrases in perfect French as you prayed in tongues. He was saying things like, God is strong, worship him. Some simple phrases, but Dad was just praying. He was worshiping God. Scripture says whoever speaks in an unknown tongue doesn't speak to other men and women. They speak directly to God. Okay? So Dad was speaking French. That's crazy. I don't think he's spoken it since, right? Okay, let's go to the next next verse. Maybe he did. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. You see where we're headed with this? So Jewish folks had been scattered over the world numerous times in their history. And guess what? If you grow up in Russia, what language do you speak? Quick, 50 bonus points for you. If you grow up in America, usually you speak English, right? They, some are like, no, nah, man, my, my tios, they still don't speak English. I know. Met a dude one time at a tree farm. We were speaking in Spanish. I said, bro, how long have you been here? He's like, mijo, I've been here 40 years. I'm like, what? He said, man, he said, all of my patrones, my bosses, they always spoke Spanish. And he said, all the other workers speak Spanish, so I didn't feel the need. Okay. Whatever, right? Okay. That's fine. I remember when I would do mission trips to uh, Austria, they spoke German. Well, I was picking up German. I loved it, all right? Um, I picked up a little swana in South Africa. Love that. Ms. Debbie was there with us. We, we heard swana. It's just beautiful. It just flows off the tongue. Sometimes they click a little bit. It just sounds tight. It just sounds tight. Did anybody ever see the, the, the what is it, the Black Panther movie? Wakanda Forever, right? Well, when they're speaking, it's a variation of swana. That's a beautiful language, beautiful African language. So when they heard the loud noise, everyone came running. And they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. Are you with me? Wow. Scripture prophesies in several places signs and wonders. What is a sign or a wonder? Well, it's a miracle so that people will believe. You ever been to a service where someone got healed? Yeah, it was to benefit them and heal them. God's showing his goodness, but it's also for the faith of the believers, also to bring people to Jesus as well. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed, these people are all from Galilee. And yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. I always loved it when I was in Austria and I was the visiting missionary and I started to pick up, because I spent a total of six months there. And I love those who know me and you guys know my preaching style and my study of the word i love words and languages i'll talk to you about greek and hebrew i love spanish i speak enough russian phrases to make people think i know something i don't know nothing i know a little bit of german i can read it and write it better than i can speak it but i understand it okay but i remember the amazement on people's faces and this wasn't in a spiritual real spiritual setting where i would speak to them some phrases in german and they would feel so welcome But then I would do the Bible study in English, and I'd have a translator. And they're like, I thought you spoke German. I was like, don't be fooled. I just want to be one of the people around here right now, right? But they were always amazed when I'd say something in their language, So they were hearing the word in their own language. They said, here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, different places in the Middle East, people from Mesopotamia, that's Iraq, Iran area, Judea, Cappadocia, I'll be honest with you, I don't know where that is, Pontus, the province of Asia, you know, headed toward modern-day Turkey, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, we all know where that is, and the areas of Libya, that's just northern Africa around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, what do they speak in Italy? Let's go country, Italian, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans, they were from the island of Crete, and Arabs. Arabs speak what usually? Arabic. <laughs> when I was in Austria, you know what they would tell me? They are like, you, they told me a few times, they said, you folks in America, you know what you speak? And I thought, this is going to be good, sis. They said, y'all don't speak English. I go, no, what do we speak? They said, you speak Americanish. I'm all, man, shut up, right? <laughs> and they, they told me, one girl I met over there, she was cool, she said, she said, my teacher in school, and she spoke English with a British accent, I guess that's how they taught it in their schools. She said, my teacher told me to, that not to speak English like an American because it, you speak like you're chewing gum. <laughs> I'm all, you speak like you're chewing English crumpets right? I'm just kidding. I didn't tell her that. You speak like you're having coffee and whatever, tea, tea time. I don't know, whatever. So languages are important, Cretans and Arabs, and we all hear these people speaking in our own languages. This is a powerful teaching that we're learning now worldwide among missionaries, is you want to preach the gospel to people in their heart language. What's your heart language? It's the language you think in, It's the language you dream in. I've had the distinct privilege of dreaming in three languages. That's rare. I think Spanish has happened just a couple times. I think German once because the brother that was with me said, you were speaking in German in your sleep. He said, I don't know what you were saying. And I don't either. But whatever. But my heart language is English. Why? It's the language my mom spoke to me in. Right? Some of you, your mom spoke to you in Spanish. Some of you, your mom spoke to you and you're in trouble, right? (laughs) Otra vez, con lo mismo, right? One more time, right? But they said, we hear these people speaking in our own languages. There's something powerful about you receiving the word in your heart language. Did you know? You folks come to, to hear the word in English, praise God. Some say, well, this isn't my heart language, but I... I'm really enjoying this. There's others who speak English just as good as you or understand English just as good as you. They go to the Spanish service. They want to hear the word in Spanish. That's cool, too. Whatever you're comfortable with. I've had folks that were raised in America, they said, I'm more comfortable going to church listening to the word in Spanish. Your heart language. The language you read in, the language you listen to stuff in, the language you watch TV in, right? Cool. And we all hear these people speaking in our own languages, so that's important. God was speaking to each person in a language they understood and very clearly. That wasn't an accident. God was beginning a new movement, the movement that he promised. We all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. Someone say amen. Woo-wee. Next verse. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What is perplexed? A little bit lost. A little bit baffled, like, what? What's the saying we say now? What just happened? What just happened here? What can this mean, they asked each other. There's always mockers. How many of you know there's always mockers? But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk, that's all. (laughs) Nice try. All of a sudden, Peter stood up, becoming the leader God had called him to be. He'd just been filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. How many of you know he was a little bit nutty even before that? Because he spoke his mind. Now the Spirit of God is on him, and he's bold. You say, man, does God change your personality? He, He polishes it. He uses my crazy personality every day. He uses your wonderful personality every day. So Peter stepped up and stepped forward. Someone say step forward. Some of you, it's time to speak up. We used to say growing up, it's time to stand up and be counted. Some of you are going through things at work where you have not spoken the word. You've not said anything. It's time to speak up and say, I don't believe like that. I'm sorry. I wish you wouldn't talk like that in front of me. Time to stand up and be counted. He stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd. Listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. God has a sense of humor speaking through him no what you see was predicted long ago look at this always go back to the word I have people who've disagreed with me I have people who disagree with me fine I go to the word and I base my decisions my beliefs my opinions on the word now if you want to argue with the word that's between you and God you're arguing with yourself so he went right to the word, didn't he? He said, I'm not going to stand around and go, wait, they're not drunk, and then you don't know. And man, don't, what do Christians do? Man, y'all are judging us. Nuh-uh. He went straight to the word. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, now this has been well over 2,000 years ago, probably 25 to 2,800 years ago. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Now, how is it people don't believe that God is pouring out his spirit in the last days? I think we've agreed in here several times, especially in the last year, year and a half, that we're at the beginning of the end, aren't we? Mm -hmm. We don't know how long. It could be 10. It could be 15 years. I don't know. It could be five. But at some point, the Lord is going to call his people to heaven, those who have accepted him. And then the great tribulation is going to begin. So get into your Bible about that. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Someone say all people. All means, whoever wants it, whoever believes, he's going to pour his spirit out. You can accept his spirit or not. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Isn't that amazing? Men and women, boys and girls. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. I dream dreams sometimes, but it doesn't mean I'm old yet, okay? All right. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants. He says it again. Men and women alike. You look into that. In equal measure. And they will prophesy. Prophesying is this. You speak an edifying word. Here's my take on prophecy according to Scripture. You speak an edifying word declaring light and um, excitement and edification and restoration into someone's situation. And then there's words of prophecy that are a word of wisdom. You speak for the future. Sometimes it's a word of knowledge right now. You have a knowing of what's going on right now. I had that come over me today just knowing there was something that had gone on or was going on. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. Get ready. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. Does anyone remember September of 2015 when we had a blood moon? Blood red. Before. Someone say before Uh uh-huh so that's happened so before the great and terrible and mighty day of the lord but someone say but but everyone who calls someone say everyone don't you believe any doctrine that says oh no some people want to be saved but they can't nope who everyone who calls someone say everyone everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved if God is mighty enough to save you from your sin and to save my sorry tale from my sin, he can do anything in line with his word. Are you all with me? In line. Someone say in line with his word. He'll never violate his word. He'll never speak through someone because people like to do this when they get into false doctrine, and false prophecy. They say, I got a word you've never heard before. God says he's going to do this. It's like, ah, uh, if it doesn't line up with God's word, that's not the Holy Spirit. I've heard people, heard of people speaking out saying, God has showed me that there's many ways to heaven. No, that's not the Spirit of God. Uh-uh. Scripture says that no one, by speaking by the Spirit of God, will call Jesus accursed. Only by the Spirit of God can you say Jesus is Lord. All right? And he gives everyone a chance to do that. But one day, everybody's going to bow down. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. One day. Why not do it now, right? But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Thank you, Jesus, for that. People of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene, Jesus of Nazareth, by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs. I'm going to stop on this verse tonight, just find a clean, nice, positive stopping point. People of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him, as you well know. Did did Jesus do some crazy stuff? Let me just flow in this just a little bit. You know how people, they tell the story of Peter walking on the water, but then they say, he doubted and he sunk, right? But how many times have you walked on water? He was crazy enough to try it. And yeah, he got his eyes on the waves and he felt the wind. And I bet he had great hair and the wind was blowing it and he got distracted and he got scared. But can you imagine? He said, Lord, if it's me, call me and I'll come to you. (laughs) Wow. He was crazy. He's the same guy who Jesus said, who do you say I am? He said, well, some say you're a prophet. Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're. And, And what did Peter say? He said, you are the one. You are the great I am. You are the son of the living God. You are the promised one. But then not long after that, Jesus said, now I've got to go die. So Peter got a good one in. He gave a good answer for the test. So he thought he could correct his leader. And then you read that, the context, he's all, Jesus said, I've got to go die. He says, no, you will not. You will not go die. Can you imagine? And then Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> That's just Peter. He's such a good representation of us. He does so good. And then he fumbles the ball. Oh, it was going to be a touchdown. Hang in there. Don't be, hey, somebody listen to my voice tonight. Don't be discouraged if you fumbled the ball. Some of the greatest fumbles in history have turned into the greatest touchdowns. I've seen some crazy stuff in the NFL when I used to watch it. (laughs) Amazing stuff. Some of the craziest plays in basketball or baseball. You say, man, that should have been a mistake or an accident. Turned into something great. Same thing in life. All truth is parallel. All things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. I believe by the spirit of God tonight that there are folks in this house who say, someone in here right now, I don't know who you are. I have no idea. I don't see a face with this. You've said recently a lot. Maybe you said it today. No, oh, you know what? No, no, maybe. You said it today. You said, why, God? You said, why? Why? I believe, Lord, but why? You said, I believe, but why? By the spirit of the Lord, God would say to you tonight, I didn't do that to you. This I'm going to add. It may have been your choices. It may have been someone else's choices. You say, well, why would God allow that? I can't give you an answer for that. I don't know. Now, I can I can give you the greatest example of my life and a good analogy here. My mom served God, lived right, was married to my dad, was faithful to the ministry, to God, to my dad, to us, and she died of cancer at 65. I don't understand it all. But I know the world is fallen. I know there's even such things as toxins in the environment our bodies can only take so much i mean it's a miracle we're all here right now you start reading stuff and you go what how are we alive but i know this god is good he does no evil thing you say man he why would he allow that i don't know did you know there were people last year going why did god allow covid why did the why did the The Chinese communist government allow it it to get out of the lab in Wuhan. I don't know. You say, did that happen? That's what it looks like. All the evidence points to that. Why did, why did, well, I don't have all the answers. But I do know this. In saying why God, always turn it back to faith and say, God, I don't understand it, but all things work together for my good and benefit if I'll just serve you. And don't be questioning God if you're not putting him first. That's for somebody, either on the live stream or in this house. Don't question him like that. You're not putting him first. It's time to put God first so he can put your, turn your situation around. Many times people won't put God first, and then they question him about everything. you got to get to a point where you say, God, you know what? I don't get it all. But you're real. You're righteous. You have reconciled me to yourself by your blood. And you are ready to take me to the next level. Everybody's talking about level up. That was always one of my mom's big things. Is You're going through this because God's trying to get you to the next level. Some of you have really been through something. Man, I believe I'm speaking by the Spirit of God tonight. Some of you have been through some stuff lately where you said, is my faith worth it? Oh, man, is it ever. My lady I touched my heart today because she's been listening to what I've been saying in staff meeting and in here in different places, but God's really laid this on my heart lately, and look look how simple this is. everybody put up your hand like this. it don't matter which hand. Five words that God has laid on my heart lately You said man, that's not that's not very uh and no, this ain't the hunger games, okay, so hold your whole, hold your whole <laughs> hand up. I volunteers tribute. no put your hand up. keep the faith. Wait, I messed up. Keep the faith. Wait, keep the, that's hard to do. Keep the faith, stay connected. Is that five words? Keep the faith and stay connected. I'm going to tell you right now, you can't keep your faith if you don't stay connected. And, of course, you're not going to stay connected if you're battling with your faith. They work together, they work for each other, but they can work against each other. Keep the faith and stay connected. Don't isolate yourself. In war, who does the enemy want to attack? Those that move away from the main body of the army, that's the perfect ones to attack. They're easier to overcome. Oh, a straggler, they call them stragglers. He's all alone. Get him. She's all alone. Get. Uh. Uh-uh. You don't have to be alone. Keep the faith. Stay connected. We want this to be the place where you come to keep your faith and stay connected. That went out in the mass text today. How many of you are on the mass text list? Did you get a text today to come to church? I need to get y'all in there. Most of you? If you are not in the mass text list, what? Immediately following this service, immediately I make this proclamation in the name of Jesus and I hold my hand up again. Keep the faith. Stay connected. Immediately following this service, you don't have to take much time. I want you to get Valeria's phone number and text her your name and your phone number immediately following this service. Catch up with her, okay? Here's why. We keep you updated And you stay connected. You ever felt like you were out of the loop? That's human nature, isn't it? God says, I know you're asking why. I know you're going through it. But I've given you a church home and a church family with which to connect and be encouraged by. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Father, we just love you tonight. We thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you because you're dealing with things in our heart. Father, we thank you because you are mighty. You've called us not to be religious, but you've called us to be right with you. And in your word, right with you, Lord God. By faith in Jesus, we are right with you. We are righteous. Thank you for your forgiveness. Cleanse us. Let us feel your manifest presence, Father God. I thank you that your word has fallen on good ground tonight, and you're doing things in our lives. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus, the book of Revelation says. Let the righteous be righteous still. So keep getting more and more righteous. You say, how could I be any more righteous by the blood of Jesus? I really mean to say, you're right with God. Get more and more holy. More separated from evil things. Get like, Clean that stuff out. Step apart. Step away. Separate yourself from stuff that's defiling, stuff that grieves the Spirit of God and bothers you. You Say, that ain't right. Well, then don't subject yourself to it anymore. Let the righteous be righteous still. Scripture says, let the wicked be wicked still. So you're going to get better and better, but the world is going to get worse and worse. God is with you. He is for you. May the Lord bless you and protect you. Smile upon you and be gracious to you and give you of His favor and of His perfect peace tonight. Receive the Spirit of God. Receive the Word of God. Receive His promises. Receive peace from God. The only one who gives peace is God. Money won't give you peace. Nothing else will give you peace. Relationships, no. Just God's peace. Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. A peace that the world cannot give. Well-being, knowing that you have right standing with God, a feeling of just rightness. And sometimes you say, man, I don't know how I feel about it. Just know by faith that he has given you peace. Now receive it, live it, and walk in it. In Jesus' name, somebody said, amen. Amen. If you need an envelope for tither offering, go ahead and raise your hand. I got Tony and Eric on that. Raise the hand, and we will get you an envelope tonight. If not, you can text to give, or you can bring it by. Say, said, "Man, I would really want to bring a check or cash." Don't tell me, but some of y'all still have checks, man. I, I have a few at the house. I think. Say, man, I, yeah, I write those. Okay, those are good, good uh, paper trail documents. Good documents to have check, cash, whatever, however you do it, text to give. God wants to bless you. Let's pray one more time before I let you escape tonight. Father, thank you for this opportunity to worship you through our giving. We trust you. We believe. We will live out our faith. We will keep the faith and stay connected to you and to others that help us along in our Christian walk. We love you, and we love the people you've given to us. We love you, and we love the people you've placed in our paths. We thank you for this time. We trust you as we give. In Jesus' name, someone said, amen.